first major battle in the Civil War west of the Mississippi took place at Wilson's Creek Battlefield on August 10th, 1861. Live to a hard drive from the 16th floor of the Hammonds Tower, you are listening to Spring Food Mo, America's number one podcast about restaurants in Springfields. <laughs> Any Springfields. <laughs> in all Springfields. I think Every we can claim that. I'm, I'm willing to do so. Yeah. What's your name? Uh, I'm Dan Howell. And I'm Andy Carr. We're doing this all weird. <laughs> we have more segments than normal today, and we have some special guests coming for the second half of the show. But first, I'm so tired. It's a jam-packed episode today, and Andy is very tired. I'm so tired. I'm afraid that I'm going to be overcompensating, like giving extra energy because I'm trying not to seem tired and having it be irritating for that reason, <laughs> and not because I uh, am dragging. Not for the normal irritating reasons. <laughs> yes, uh, we're going to annoy you in a whole new way today. <laughs> yeah, I woke up at like 6 a.m. this morning and drove back from St. Louis because I had a nice, you know, concert and eating. Tell us a little more about your trip. With pleasure, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> I went up specifically to watch Tom York. Another thing I got to do that wasn't even necessarily part of the reason I went up there in the first place was uh, I watched the new Spider-Man movie. Ooh, Into the Spider-Verse? Yeah, Spider-Man, Into the Spider-Verse. <laughs> Spider-Man. My friend and I definitely went deep into the Spider-Verse on Saturday. <laughs> it was some kind of special sneak preview screening. It was just one of them at 2 o'clock. And there was a person from Sony there that came up and she was very stern and said, everyone in here must turn their cell phones completely off. Take them out and turn them off now. Let, them, let us see you turning them off. And we're going to be walking around with night vision goggles during the movie to prevent piracy that's so cool no you had, like, shots of the screen splinter yeah. cells <laughs> creeping around the lobby yeah exactly <laughs> they did have sniper rifles and someone got shot were there like tom cruise uh people dangling from the rafters yeah we actually by couldn't wires? see the screen it was a good movie i think <laughs> i couldn't see it for most of it because people dangling i thought i was done with superhero movies but here i was watching another one and it got me liked it just what? when you thought you were done, they, they pulled you right back in with, they wrote me back in with some webbing. <laughs> yeah. Some, you know, Dan, because of Spider-Man's webbing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we did that. We had some great meals. We went to uh, Publico, this James Beard award-winning restaurant that I'd wanted to visit for a long time. Uh, actually, I had another friend who just happened to be in town and she and I text each other about restaurant stuff every now and again and found out they were closing and we wanted to go there for a long time and just set it up and we met up there and had dinner. It was great. It was very good. It's like a high-end Mexican food joint. I saw some pictures of it. It looked very tasty. Oh, I couldn't tell yeah. what any of it was. It was just like all like brown charred meat yeah. with like some green mm -hmm. around it. But it, it looked very delicious. Fish tacos were Ooh. The, the best part. Brisket was just okay. Also had a pork belly taco, but it was just a big rectangular chunk of pork belly. And it comes open face with just a flat tortilla. And they set the big chunk of pork belly in the middle of the tortilla <laughs> and cover it with some sauce and stuff. And that was very good, too. I'm not the biggest pork belly fan, as we've discussed previously on this podcast. Sure. But, man, if, it, if all of it tasted like that, I might be the biggest pork belly fan. <laughs> you think that James Beard fellow has to wear a beard net? Yes. Okay. That's a whole deal. <laughs> just making sure. That's a whole deal. Yeah. <laughs> this morning, you know, Dan, as we said, the previous day, my, my buddy Jordan and I that I went with, we, we entered the Spider-Verse. Sure. And uh, this morning, we entered the Slider-Verse. Oh, right. I saw we, pictures of this, too. I'm so we went, excited. We visited White Castle. Oh, 
love White Castle. I love White Castle <laughs> so much. Um, let's just say that a person with whom I usually travel is not the biggest White Castle fan. It's a bit of a hard sell. And it was the same situation with Jordan. So we took the opportunity to go fill our bellies with garbage oh, today. It's so bad. Um, you know what? It, I got to say, it's not that bad. Really? It's really not that bad. Mm. I, I think it tastes delicious. And they cooked it fresh. Like, it, I don't know. I think White Castle kind of gets a bad rap. We had no digestive issues. At least I'm speaking for myself. I didn't. He didn't seem to either. I just think every once in a while you get one that's just full on wet, like, top to bottom just just a wet mess yeah that's because you slobber when you see it and your <laughs> slobber falls down out of the slider oh yeah that is right <laughs> yeah yeah I, I do slobber like a basset hound whenever um, i near a white castle one thing that was really cool is i, I tried an impossible burger sliders like Ooh, the yeah. new you know plant blood burger it was delicious it was i'm not gonna say it was indistinguishable from the regular slider but had its had its own flavor and it was a very tasty savory patty i liked it a lot I mean, it, I feel like it could very easily replace the regular slider if, you know, they wanted to go meatless as if any fast food place is going to do that without some law. Listen, if you're going to go meatless, you call up Jake's Vegan Burgers sure. and you get them on the menu. You don't need it, anything impossible. Karen, can you get the White Castle number for White Castle Corporate? <laughs> Karen, what, get White Castle Corporate on the line. We got a business opportunity. I wonder, maybe Jake wouldn't appreciate us reaching out on his behalf. <laughs> No, care. Oh, never mind. It's all right. We'll we'll get it set up on our. Okay, it's all right. Anyway, that's funny. <laughs> that's a good bit. <laughs> a lot of good bits today. <laughs> also had a chicken and waffle slider. Ooh. Dan, you done anything interesting this weekend? Um, no, not really. I did check out that new uh, Tom Waits documentary, The uh, Ballad of Buster Shrugs, on uh, <laughs> Netflix. <laughs> Um, I saw that one on the big screen. Oh yeah, where? How did you? Saying that was a couple weeks ago. That? Oh okay. Yeah, I, I oh travel, okay. I travel a lot. Just jet setter mm -hmm. Andy over mm -hmm. here. St. Louis a couple weeks ago. Yeah, no big know, deal. I uh, paid, paid ten bucks to watch a movie I could have watched on Netflix, a service for which I paid ten dollars a month <laughs> with your buddy Joel. Yeah, I watched it with my Joel and Ethan. Joel and Ethan. Yeah, Cohen. Joel and Ethan. Cohen. Well, you're you're more friends with Joel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, my God. Let's talk about Civil Kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into it, Andy. I guess we'll start with our biography segment. That's uh, what, how we usually do it. Thank you for the <laughs> reminder, Dan. As a nation of free men, we will live forever or die by suicide. Telling the story of Civil Kitchen and Tap is especially difficult because it's owned and operated by a group of restaurateurs who own and operate several downtown restaurants. Ann Baker, Clayton Baker, and Thomas Hong own Civil Kitchen, Finnegan's Wake, and the relatively new Tinga Tacos. However, until recently, there was another name associated with those businesses, Tom Metzel. And because we'll probably have another chance to talk about Thomas Hong and the Bakers in the future, we're going to look at Civil Kitchen in its original context, as a Tom Metzl project. Tom Metzl began earning local attention for his cooking in the late 1980s. In 87, he and a friend won some prizes at the Missouri State Fair for their barbecued pork and lamb dishes. Metzl also won first place on his own for burgers at the Ozark Empire Fair in 1988. In an event called, um, the Beef BQ. Tom was in his late 20s at the time and working at Carson's Nursery. 
Eventually, he would go on to become a sales manager for liquor distributor Glazer Midwest, where he would learn a whole lot about beer and wine. In 2003, Metzl helped organize a huge event at the Shrine Mosque called Vines at the Shrine, which was not, in fact, a concert by the one-hit wonder garage rock band whose flash in the pan just happened to occur that same year, but instead, an occasion for 30 wineries and 20 local restaurants to showcase their wares while also raising money for charity. Pretty cool. Anyway, Metzl would eventually put the knowledge gained from those experiences to a different use in 2006, when he opened Ophelia's, a large wine bar that introduced Springfield to the concept of tapas, the Spanish tradition of having large parties of diners share several small plate dishes. The original Ophelia's occupied the space in the Wilhoit Plaza that now houses 417 Tap House. I went there a few times in college and felt like a fraud because I knew nothing about wine and also because spending more than $3 on anything other than a tall boy of PBR would make me break out in hives. And again, I don't mean the hives, the one-hit wonder garage rock band from the early 2000s, though I did choose that word only so I could make this same joke again. Will I do it a third, fourth, and fifth time? You will just have to wait and see. Or hear. Whatever. Around a year later, Metzl, along with business partner Ann Kim, who would later become Ann Baker, bought South Avenue Pizza Company and turned the bar next door, which was called the bar next door, into Finnegan's Wake, the still popular Irish pub. Eventually, Metzl and company dropped the pizza altogether and used the whole space for Finnegan's. In 2008, Ophelia's closed, but then it reopened again in 2010 in the spot that is now the bar side of Gailey's Breakfast Cafe, a smaller, more manageable location. I loved that second Ophelia's. I went there all the time during its five-year run on Walnut. They had this awesome late-night happy hour on Fridays, which started at 8, and it was quiet and chilling there, and I miss it. The whole five years, it was like they played the same 20 songs on loop, a weird mix of old crooner standards and the most palatable mainstream indie rock. I've heard Soul Meets Body probably 300 times in my life, and at least 50 of those times were over the speakers at Ophelia's, sunken down into one of those heavy leather couches. Ophelia's closed again in the summer of 2015, and it seems like this time it's gone for good. Metzl tried to reopen in a building on Commercial Street, but wound up scrapping those plans due to unforeseen renovation costs after the discovery of a huge subterranean vault. Filled with spring water and bowls, shoes, bottles, and other ephemera from over a hundred years ago. That ordeal is its own crazy story, and for more about that, you should definitely check out Greg Holman's newsletter cover story from September 9th, 2017. But yeah, back to Civil. The closing of the second Ophelia's just happened to coincide with the announcement of a new Metzl Baker venture, Civil Kitchen and Tap. If you've been to Civil lately, you might be surprised to hear how Metzl initially described the place. He said it would be Route 66 themed and specialize in Midwestern food. Metzl specifically mentioned chicken and waffles, which is actually more of a southeastern, northeastern dish, but okay. 
Metzl posited Civil as a tribute to roadside drive-in diners, which is a weird thing to say about an upscale downtown restaurant with no dedicated parking whatsoever. Really, Metzl's early sales pitch for Civil sounds remarkably similar to College Street Cafe, the awesome little burger joint attached to the Route 66 Museum. Maybe Metzl and company didn't know that place existed and pivoted when they found out. I don't know. At any rate, Civil actually has a more modern urban atmosphere and design with exposed brick walls, open air seating when it's warm, and an adventurous menu with unique dishes you can't get anywhere else in town like crab beignets, panko fried avocados, and the truly intriguing chicken and donuts. It seems like in the beginning, Tom Metzl was the public face of Civil just like he had been with Ophelia's before. However, in 2017, it seems like Metzl threw in the towel on Springfield altogether. On top of the ongoing Commercial Street seller debacle, there was another crazy story that forced a different Metzl Baker business to close. We're gonna have to save that one for the Ann Baker episode, but trust me, it was wild. And afterward, Metzl sold out of all his Springfield restaurant ventures, decamped to Strafford, and opened up a pizza parlor there with his wife, Lori, a place the couple is calling their pre-retirement endeavor. If you feel like a little road trip, it's the Fat Cat Pizza Company. They offer some tasty-sounding pies with exotic toppings like smoked duck and beef tenderloin. But, um, that's not really what we're here to talk about, is it? We're here for Civil Kitchen and Tap one of the last vestiges of Tom Metzl's extensive culinary legacy in Springfield. How about that biography that was 100% absolutely focused on Civil Kitchen and Tap, Dan? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Civil Kitchen and Tap, the uh, (laughs) drive-in. Yeah. (laughs) The upscale tribute to drive-ins? Yeah. Yeah, I'm weird. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm not feeling that. I, I don't know. I don't know if that checks out. Had you been to any of Tom Metzl's other businesses before today, Dan? No, I don't think so. Um, You never went to Ophelia's? No, no, I didn't. I think this Um, is a situation where our age difference probably plays a more significant part than it normally does. Because, I mean, that was a window where that was like prime time for me to be at a place like that. Yeah, I'm 22. You're 37. So. <laughs> yeah, that's actually that's an accurate <laughs> yeah. n- number. So yeah, I was I was still in high school during it. So. I'm 32. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm actually 21. <laughs> yeah, you're not your father. You know we've talked about your dad. That, that's me. <laughs> Have you been to Finnegan's? You know, I I think maybe I've been to Finnegan's for a drink mm-hmm. before, but for a drink. Uh, oh my <laughs> but i i don't think i've ever eaten any food there before yeah i get it mixed up with like dublin's pass and mm-hmm. like any other like vaguely pubish named with a restaurant p- possessive name yeah. Yeah. yeah my family used to go to south avenue pizza company a lot i remember liking it i don't really remember any specifics about the food i kind of want to go try his new place in stratford at some point but we can't do it for the show you know because springfield city limits is our boundary yeah maybe for like a special segment but we haven't come up with any fun premium names. content <laughs> yeah when we start our like twenty dollars an episode <laughs> premium content <Our> patreon yeah <laughs> twenty dollars per yeah, episode yeah. oh man <laughs> a lot of people charge five dollars a month for four yeah, episodes 20, 20, oh, okay. for ours. 20 yeah. per okay for, just per episode no no that sounds we'll be doing eight to ten extra episodes per month so. <laughs> sounds worth it yeah <laughs> at, at this for us quality <laughs> 
Okay, so let's get into civil. Have you been prior to our visit this week? Zero times. Never. I had been a few times, and it was mostly in social situations where the food wasn't the focus. and It was just kind of hanging out, you know? Sure. They are decked out in Christmas regalia. You might say their halls are thoroughly decked. Yeah, yeah, and they have a uh, they have a Christmas bar upstairs. Apparently, I don't know how much more is up there, but mm-hmm. because it's it's very Christmassy downstairs. There was so much Christmas stuff. I'm not using the word excessive, but I wouldn't be surprised if someone else did. <laughs> I, I think I might use the word I wouldn't. excessive. I love Christmas. <laughs> I love Christmas and Christmas stuff. The music was really the oh, glaring. Yeah, there me. was like very modern takes on Christmas songs, and those can really go either way. Songs that sound like fake, like, <laughs> like <laughs> almost like, like a South Park joke or something. Yes, yeah, 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 like they're joke songs made to make fun of Christmas songs. It's called Miracle on the Square, and we have some pictures of it on our Instagram if you want to see. It looks really cool from the outside. It looks cool on the inside, too. Sure. And they have Christmas cocktails, which we did not order no. because we were not presented with that option. <laughs> no, I think they're only available upstairs. Oh, okay. that, that is specifically where the Miracle on the Square bar is. Right. We did go get some Christmas cocktails, which we'll talk about later in this episode. We went to this dinner together, Dan, which was cool. Yeah. We rarely kind do of that. a rarity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was um, fun. <laughs> it was right near the end of happy hour. So we got in there right under the wire, got to mm-hmm. try some of those appetizers at half price. And we spent about 70% of the time talking about how great our podcast is. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) As we do most of the times we're together and not on mic. Yeah. (laughs) We talk about other stuff, too. Talking about Smashing Pumpkins. (laughs) Yeah. Not the band, just like what he was doing the month before. (laughs) We started with some crab beignets, which I insisted upon. For some reason, Dan thought there was going to be deviled eggs on the menu. But there well, weren't. <laughs> I looked at a, some old menu, I guess. It showed up on the first page of Google. Mm-hmm. There were devilish eggs yeah. with pickled jalapeno on them. Now, let it be said that I arrived early, but I put in our order so we could get it, get our order in before happy hour ended. And I said, uh, we'll get those devilish eggs <laughs> in the crab beignets. And she's like, what? <laughs> devilish eggs. And she's like, she, I, she said, I, I think Finnegan's Wake has them. Yeah, I swear it was the Civil Kitchen menu. I mostly wanted to try them because I do like a deviled egg, but I never see them on like a restaurant menu. It's such a strange item. I'm, I'm um, more into the angel eggs. <laughs> well you're a good boy <laughs> yes i am <laughs> Jeez. we just decided not to get another side the beignets came i liked them a lot did you like them i also liked them a lot i've only ever had crab beignets mm-hmm. at scully's um oh, right. whose rendition i also like the texture on the inside the creaminess of it was i don't know i really expect more like a a, a pastry type texture like a hush puppy but lighter well a lot of times these are yeasty it was was more like beer batter the crab was very prominent there were Mm -hmm. big chunks of it in there blue crab it was very tasty they arrived very hot they had just been fried such a rich taste i actually didn't taste the crab it was mostly cheese taste for me they were very cheesy. But maybe I was confusing crab for cheese. <laughs> you, you do have an affliction yeah. that makes you do that. That is the only mix-up I have. It's like <laughs> colorblindness. You know, it's just one one pair of colors I mix up. I mix up crab and cheese, you know? <laughs> they were also on top of some blueberry ketchup, which is mm. one of Civil Kitchen's many specialty sauces. They do have lots and of sauces. They were served with, I think, habanero honey. 
Yeah. I don't think I actually tried the honey, but the blueberry ketchup was delicious. Mm -hmm. Very good bar food. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, at the happy hour value, I was thrilled. Yeah. Great price for happy hour. I actually, I wanted to get the colossal onion rings. What? Um, Why not? Why don't you get them? I I I feel betrayed. I wanted them too. Listen, Andy, I haven't brought this up to you yet, but I went back to Civil Kitchen. (laughs) <laughs> and That's i got those colossal <laughs> i got the colossal onion rings oh. i ate in like a big boy did you go on your own no i oh. went with my big boy girlfriend <laughs> <laughs> we we ate inside the restaurant that one <laughs> we went at non-happy hour hours and we paid nine dollars for the colossal onion rings i'm i've been telling people that you're not dedicated to this podcast <laughs> i will stop now <laughs> You should. <laughs> we went out of our way. Went again yesterday. I really wanted to revisit, partially because I just wanted to try those colossal onion rings. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, Andy, they were colossal. Oof. About as big as my fist, maybe a little bigger. They Lad- were huge. Ladies and gentlemen, this is an audio medium, but let me tell you, Dan got some big fists. <laughs> got some big old fists. <laughs> and they were as big as these big old fists. But other than that, they were very greasy. Oh, <laughs> and uh, maybe maybe worth the price point at like the happy, happy hour, hour 450. prices four fifty. Yeah. But did you get a new set of entrees? I actually got a new entree. She got the chicken and donuts. Ooh, okay. So I'll let you get into that right. first. So I ordered chicken and donuts when Dan and I had our planned dinner that we decided was definitely going to be the only time. And I'm, my feelings aren't hurt that I didn't get invited the second time at all. <laughs> um. <laughs> I was out of town, but <laughs> you're not allowed to eat without me. You realize this, right? <laughs> I actually have a picture for you as well. <laughs> oh, I have a very, I have a strong guess about what this picture might, inta- my, might consist of. My girlfriend of. actually did not send it to me before the record, <laughs> oh. but I will show it to you later. Okay. Rest assured. It's the picture I show Andy whenever I <laughs> venture outside my usual once a week visit. I did indeed order the chicken and donuts. I couldn't resist. What an interesting combination. Yeah, they sound delicious. Mm-hmm. And I love chicken and waffles. I just ate a chicken and waffle this morning, even at a garbage place, which isn't actually garbage. It's just a stereotype. White Castle forever. <laughs> I don't know where to start, Dan, with the chicken or the donuts. <laughs> Why don't you start with the chicken? Okay. High grade. Had spices cooked into the breading. You could see the spices in mm-hmm. there. I, you know what? My palate is not sophisticated enough to tell you exactly what those spices were. There's a little zip to it, just the slightest bit of heat, but it wasn't exactly spicy. It just had a really nice flavor. The texture almost reminded me of like a cornflake breading. I highly doubt they were using cornflakes. If they did, it was very finely ground. I actually ordered the chicken strips uh, on my second visit because I had tasted the chicken of the chicken and donuts, and I just wanted that so badly. Uh-huh. That was the whole reason I wanted to go back here. Were they the same? They were. They, yeah, they were the exact awesome. same. Um, I'm relieved because I was I was hoping for you that they would be the same style. They weren't quite as crispy as whenever you had them, but I think they were just cooked to a less crispy uh-huh. level. But the breading was the exact same. And those are really just like, that chicken is delicious. Yeah, very good. I would love to try the chicken sandwich as well. And unique. Um, The flavor was pretty unique. I don't think I've tasted anything like that elsewhere around town. It's very good. And 
I think it's probably okay for us to say that neither of us had very high expectations for Civil, really. No. I just expected it to be kind of a three-star, 2.5-star kind of average bar food kind of thing. But uh, I was very pleasantly surprised at my dish. Let me get into those donuts. Oh, please do. First of all, they're not donuts, okay? And it does say that on the menu. They're more like donut holes. But even then, I don't think they're yeast donuts. They're definitely not cake donuts. It's fried biscuit dough. Andy, which is great. Can I stop you? Go ahead. I told my girlfriend about the donuts and chicken. Uh-huh. She wanted it so bad. I described the donut holes to her. It was a big selling point uh-huh. that they were donut holes. Right. We went. She was served two ring donuts. What? Ring donuts, Andy. I don't know what's going on with Civil Kitchen. Civil. We went on a Thursday night. And then me and my girlfriend went on a Saturday during lunch. We 100% had donut holes that weren't donuts. They were fried biscuits, and it was amazing. She thought I was lying no, to her. We have photographic evidence. Now, it did still have the same consistency, uh-huh. kind of that heavier, denser biscuit dough. But she was she was pretty taken aback that it was, in fact, a ring donut and not the donut balls that i had described that she was really looking forward to we may have to deduct points from the score consistency is important consider them deducted oh i mean does dime piece get her own score since she participated she does (laughs) she she (laughs) does actually (laughs) (laughs) so my donuts deep fried biscuit dough topped with very finely crushed pecans which added this great mild crunch mm-hmm. to the texture same topping yeah they were crispy very crispy mm-hmm. crispy <laughs> <laughs> on the outside they were soft and fluffy on the inside and they were served over you know, over a thick glaze you could scoop up it was sort of an orangey glaze so the orange flavor was not very strong this was pretty standard glaze flavor like you would get on a donut but it wasn't on top and i like that because I was in control of how much glaze I got. Her donuts were glazed on top. What is going with on? With a full slice of orange placed atop them. Civil! Get it together, guys. What is going on? I'm I'm legitimately perturbed. Yeah, like I'm, I was too. I'm like kind of... This is a $13.50 dish. Consistency can at least be expected. Hey, I'm going to give you four stars and a two at the same time. I'm going to give you an inconsistent rating. You're getting both. So we don't use stars. You should be honored to get two rankings. (laughs) Back back to my review. (laughs) I I loved this dish. Uh, I really loved it. It was still very good. Facetious. Yeah. You have to choose between either gravy or syrup, and they have two different options for gravy and several different options for syrup. I chose the bacon gravy, which I wish I hadn't. The other option was mushroom gravy. No, the other option was jalapeno gravy. Oh, my dumb, dumb. No, it was a brown I gravy. Swear it was mushroom. <laughs> what if I just dug in really deep on that? <laughs> Andy has flipped the table. <laughs> no, it was a jalapeno hard, gravy because that's what I got with my chicken tenders. Oh, I got it. It was very tasty. And me being a little baby <laughs> said i can't choose i love syrup <laughs> and i love gravy it is truly like making me choose between my two non-existent children you're not great at choosing oh i said miss <laughs> <laughs> could i please have a could i have a syrup a in the gravy <laughs> he, he was sobbing <laughs> 
<laughs> she patted me on the head. <laughs> she handed me a bib. <laughs> and she said, sure, which ones would you like? And then lifted out, listed off the options. And you better believe I chose that peanut butter maple syrup. Oh, Man. that was a highlight. Fantastic. So I got the peanut butter maple syrup and the bacon gravy. It was real maple syrup, folks. Had a strong peanut flavor. I love this combination of flavors. Yeah, it was peanut very good. Peanut and maple. One of my favorite things in the world. Oh. I remember syrup sandwiches and peanut butter. <laughs> okay. you, I'm not do doing you this. Remember not happening. Syrup sandwiches, Andy. <laughs> yes, actually. But they, it wasn't a bad thing. It was a thing I ate for pleasure. You might be asking, how well do donuts and chicken mix, Andy? I'm going to say, listener, thanks for asking. That's a great question. They mix well. <laughs> well, it's really biscuit. It's chicken and a biscuit. Really Everybody is. knows yeah. that chicken and biscuits are delicious. And it's fried biscuit, Ugh. which makes it even better. So fried breaded chicken, fried glazed biscuit dough. Loved it. Yeah, the, the heavy spice of that chicken with kind of the sweet glaze of those donuts is just so tasty. It, yeah. it, it wasn't even what I ordered this initial time with you, and it brought me back. Mm-hmm. Um, to that special night we spent together. <laughs> to, to that, yeah, yeah. I actually made. Go for it. I actually made my girlfriend order what you ordered. <laughs> Did you wear make her wear a black hoodie and a tattered leather jacket? Yeah, as well. Yeah, I um I regretted not getting the colossal onion ring, so I just said I had to recreate the whole thing. <laughs> she ordered a. What beer did you order? Oh, we can get into that. Remember how Dan looked at an old menu which is not dan's fault the sure. menus should be updated on the website i do do it a lot though apparently <laughs> <laughs> i looked at one as well that said beers were half off at happy hour sure. and they were only two dollars off but i didn't notice the discrepancy on the menu at the actual restaurant i wound up with two regular sized beers that i <laughs> only got two dollars off and i thought i was going to get two smaller ones for half off and whatever there's a lot of beer update your menus on your websites <laughs> restaurants Just, yeah updated all the places Samato, yelp all the places and listen we have a website we update ours <laughs> you see us forgetting to put episodes on the list i mean no andy does <laughs> no i don't <laughs> dan tell us about what you ordered whenever you and i went together so as i said we did go on a thursday night aka the night before payday so <laughs> the wallet was a little tight i went with the prime rib french onion soup it was only six dollars it was very good the prime rib wasn't great I, I i don't know exactly what prime rib is supposed to taste like <laughs> but the soup was a little beefier than it was oniony i like a nice real oniony flavor mm -hmm. With uh, like a my French onion soup. <laughs> uh, no, I don't like it bunion <laughs> Just stop asking me that, Andy. <laughs> well, here's what I like to do after a long day and my feet hurt. <laughs> Stick them in a bowl of soup, oh, no. buddy. <laughs> well, I certainly hope that my prime rib French onion soup was not served bunion I will say that your soup looked great as did my dish we didn't talk about that both of these dishes were immaculately prepared everything i was served looked very nice the colossal onion rings are prepared in such a way to where there's like one almost perched on top they have to like take a section out of it to lay it through another ring mm -hmm. 
it's all very beautiful. It's just expensive. My yeah. the second day I went, I I went with that chicken tender order that actually came with flash fried kale and French fries. I rather liked their French fries. Um, they were sort of a flour battered French fry, as is my preference. Mm. The jalapeno gravy was excellent. I think their sauce menu is a big part of mm-hmm. civil kitchen they like put it right there on the first page like all dozen. eight of these yeah there's so many yeah ketchups and syrups and gravies oh my that is their catchphrase <laughs> ketchup syrups and gravies oh my you've heard their ads on the radio i do their ads <laughs> yeah it's it's kind of a on conflict of interest KGBX. that we're <laughs> reviewing them the kale was all right it was also it was very greasy much like the onion rings they were sort of both grease bombs and i i sort of left the whole meal a little more weighed down with grease than i would like to be after over a 50 dollar meal for my girlfriend and i we also had a couple drinks we tried the hot toddy or the hottie toddy as Uh they call it i don't like that either it's bad (laughs) get out of here with that and i had the irish coffee uh, which was delicious the hot toddy did not come with a stirring instrument Uh so all the honey settled at the bottom that was kind of a problem but my coffee was delicious overall i enjoyed civil kitchen well how many totally unapparent downtown drive-in homages (laughs) would you give civil kitchen and tap daniel i enjoyed the food a good amount i simply don't think i'd go back just because of the price point it is very expensive it is yeah um, pretty much across the board. Maybe, maybe the burgers, which more are like in a twelve, eleven, ten dollar range. That smash um, burger. <laughs> yeah, the smash burger. I, I kind of wish I would have tried that. I would also definitely visit here again during happy hour. Mm-hmm. The the half price appetizers is a nice deal, and even two dollars off the oh, beers, yeah, you can yeah. get plenty of really good beers for three bucks. That story was about me being stupid more than anything else, <laughs> as most stories are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna give Civil Kitchen three of whatever you said okay i think it's four star food but uh knocked down by a cumbersome price uh, i think that's very fair i'm filthy rich and <laughs> <laughs> i save up those teacher checks man you get teaching residuals for everything yes. they learn after that well, yeah i mean every student that you teach owes you a small percentage. It's, it's very small. It's like 0.5% of their income as a person. That's why you teach young out. kids. So uh-huh. You get that skrill the rest of their life. Yeah. But, you know, those little bits add up. They you do. know, if, yeah. I, if I teach one millionaire, I get 0.5% of a million dollars. 0.5%? That's Per good. year. That's good rate. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> so you are rich then. Okay. Yeah, very. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Not true. Pay teachers more. <laughs> I'm rating it four. I'm giving it four. I'm forgiving inconsistency. I'm only rating my experience there. Sure. Which I enjoyed quite a bit. I even liked the ambiance. We didn't really talk about that. It's pretty modern. It's a lot of brick. It's so big. Very Christmassy. Yeah. Open and airy in a way. Not a lot of restaurants yeah. here are. I really enjoy it. Have you ever been in the summer? You haven't been at all. You no. go in the <laughs> summer, they have this garage door that opens up in the front. And that's really cool. That's a big West Coast thing. They had that when I lived out there. That was a pretty normal uh, feature. But four... Four... For whatever's we said <laughs> yeah, for me. I, I, I am unwilling to repeat that. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into our next segment. What you eating, what you what you eating, what you eating, what you eating, what you what you eating, what you eating, what you eating, what you what you eating, what you eating, what you eating, baby. What you eating, 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 what you
what you what you really want you really want you really what you what you really want you really what you really what you what you really want you really what you really baby Andy what you eating? Thanks for asking, Dan. This week I had the pleasure of returning to a relatively new restaurant. Now this is outside the Springfield city limits, so we won't officially cover it for the show. But I wanted to mention it because it's a pretty special little place. This is Little Danube in Ozark. What you eating? Ozark edition. This is a Hungarian restaurant, I believe. Lindsay and I met there after work one night, and we ordered a Balkan burger. On the menu, it says stone-fired somen bread, Balkan beef and pork blend, kajmak cheese, ajvar, side of lettuce, tomato, and onion, and french fries. I know so few of those words. Yeah, I'm sure that I butchered the pronunciation. And speaking of butcher, the it's not a burger patty. They're little <laughs> sausages. Yeah. Like sausage links, little tiny sausage links. Are they cut down the middle? No. Ooh. They just come on the sandwich. So wow. we ordered a half-sized one of these, and it was huge. It was very oh, big. God, that sounds so great. It's not even like a burger bun. It's like a round piece of bread. Okay. Since ours had been cut in half, so sure. we had you know a half-moon-sized bun. And that was very good. I liked that a lot. That was very tasty. Nice mix of flavors. Just a hint of spice to it. You know how I like it. <laughs> what we really loved was this fried bread. Top with whipped goat cheese, fire roasted red pepper, arugula, and extra virgin olive oil. I liked the fried bread a little bit better than I liked the burger. And I got to tell you, Dan, I liked it because it was crispy. <laughs> you're, you're a real crispy boy. So yeah, everybody check it out, I guess. Very tasty. <laughs> yeah, I haven't had it, uh, nor have I ever had Hungarian food of any type. So I don't have much to add to the conversation here, but um, I mean, it I sounds know, delicious. I know you'll never try it because you'd never go within one mile radius of your home. Yeah, it is it is true. I may not venture out to Ozark <laughs> for anything short of uh Geez, I don't know. That Walmart out there is pretty cool. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right, buddy. <laughs> Let's move on to our next segment. Dan, I think it's about time we introduce our special guests for the second half of the show. Yeah, live in studio here today, we have Jen and Rogan Hello. from Golden Girl Rum Club yeah. downtown. Hi, I'm Rogan. This is the <laughs> the high male voice. <laughs> he calls himself the high male. <laughs> I am the owner of the Golden Girl Rum Club, Springfield local native. <laughs> My name's Jen great to be here we're great we are great to have you <laughs> we're great to be here too <laughs> no really happy to have you been looking forward to it yeah well, yeah thank they you just so knocked on the door here of the 16th floor yeah, of there the was no Hammond plan studio. they just showed up just showed up <laughs> karen said we could come in so we did. yeah thank you karen yeah. Yeah, appreciate it so you guys are here for a specific purpose we went to civil today because they're having that miracle on the square the christmas pop-up and you guys are involved in a Christmas pop-up situation yourselves. Yeah, affiliate. Care to elaborate? Yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So we are a part of a Christmas pop-up called Sip and Santa. We're one of nine bars in the country doing it. We have partnered with the Child Advocacy Center here in town. Jen works for them, actually. Oh, uh, cool. Yes. We will be doing a Christmas-style pop-up for the month of December all the way until the 31st, and a portion of our proceeds go to the Child Advocacy Center at the end of the month. 
That's so awesome. Andy and I visited Sip and Santa. We we went to Civil I mean, Kitchen twice. We, we don't like children, but we're happy that you guys are doing this. <laughs> you guys know I, I'm a teacher, right? Just so we're clear. Oh, I, no, I, I have like no idea. Kids. <laughs> Good to know. We're not doing our own cocktails for this month. They're actually curated by this guy named Beach Bumberry, who is the end-all, be-all, king, tiki guy. He's been around for, he's probably like 65 or 70 now. Uh, he is the guy that's gotten known for kind of finding out all the codes of all the classic tiki cocktails and putting them together in a series of books. Um, so this is actually his cocktail program, but we get a chance to show Springfield what that's all about. Radical. Yeah, it's cool. Dan and I stopped by the other night. You made us a couple of these Christmas cocktails. Oh. <laughs> We're very good. Dan, do you want to talk about the one you ordered? I at first ordered the shot on the menu. Rudolph shoots the girl. Curl. Uh, girl. Curl. No, curl. Rudolph, <laughs> Ru- Rudolph shot a girl. Got it. Uh, that, that's it. That's yeah, it. That's, a, that's a really weird name. We had to look it up because what is that? What could that possibly be? Mm-hmm. When you're surfing and you're shooting down oh, the, okay. the wave, okay. the, the middle, barrel of yes. the wave, I think. Sick. So he's shooting Sick. the curl. Narn. You can put that into your gnarly repertoire shredding gnar <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. i ordered that and rogan proceeded to pour three of them one for andy <laughs> myself and himself and it was delicious it was yeah. the best shot of liquor i've ever had in my life i think and dan's um, a heavy drinker <laughs> yes yeah yeah i could have poured back about 30 of those they um, were good that was something you could have just sipped too <laughs> yeah absolutely it. it was very tasty like a nice dark chocolate taste uh, what, right. what's yeah. in there so it's um, a Bronca Menta, which is a, a mint kind of frenet style Amaro. Gosh, that's a lot of wordy stuff. <laughs> um, a lightly bitter liqueur that's got some mint going on with it. Um, a chocolate liqueur and then something called Averna Amaro, which is another um, kind of bitter style liqueur. All three of those things make a magic. Shoot the curl. It was delicious. And <laughs> it made Dan's toes curl. It did. <laughs> oh, and boy. Did. Oh, wow. And then, maybe they were uh, already like that. I don't know. <laughs> Much like a shark, whatever. He tastes blood in the water. Um, yeah, I was morning. ready for more. So I also had a Kris Kringle colada. And that was also delicious. I have it right here in front of me. But why don't you just tell me what's in it? Yeah, so it's <laughs> a, a pina colada style cocktail <laughs> with some aged rum. Another Amaro called Chinar. Then um, pineapple lime, and I think there's a spice syrup of some sort in that too. Su- super delicious. easy drinking, delicious stuff. Yeah, I actually asked Rogan uh, what as a lightweight I should order. All joking aside, I'm not a, I'm not an alcoholic, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I kind of cover my trail by asking what no. a lightweight would order. Dan That's how I get both, away with drinking. Yeah. Dan and I are both pretty, pretty light drinkers. <laughs> And Rogan recommended the Chris Kringle Colada, and it was delicious. It was. Uh, I followed Dan's dedict because he flat out refused. <laughs> slash, we didn't even think about yeah, it until right didn't. now. Dang it! I had the titular sip and Santa. That was oh. pretty moronic of me, <laughs> which I really enjoyed. Had a little bit of a minty flavor. Went down really easy. It was a good cocktail. More of a beer guy, to be honest, but I like a good cocktail every now and again. And I enjoyed this one quite a bit. Yeah, this one's pretty good too. Pretty popular. So all the mugs in this series, are, yeah. every drink comes with a don't different mug, mug that's available for purchase. So come by and check them out there. If you collect mugs, I don't know if any of you nerds do that. They're but, so cool. Um, they I, do, I, do. Cool. I, I, I do. And they're amazing, actually. Mug shots. Um, this is oh, good one. Thank you. <laughs> that's a good one. You guys know I like words, right? Oh, I love it. Um, this one comes in an actual kind of like Santa, like beach Santa scene with a little surfboard stuck in him. He's in, he's playing a little ukulele. You know, probably heard of one <laughs> of those before. Shades on. Yeah, it's pretty cool. He's cute. That drink comes, has some um, aged rum, another Amaro, lemon juice. 
some orange juice and then what's called gingerbread mix, which is kind of like a ginger um, chai mixture that we make in house. Um, yeah, delicious. Yeah, they're yeah. both delicious. Well, I'm so happy Obviously. you guys are doing that for charity. I work at the Child Advocacy Center also. It's been kind of cool this month to see the collaboration between the two places that I care about the most in Springfield. The Child Advocacy Center is a place that works with children when there's any type of investigation going on. So for different types of abuse or if there's uh, witness to a crime, things like that, we work with law enforcement and children's division in town. So pretty cool organization and a lot of advocacy, which is in our name, um, for those kiddos and services and just whatever they need and what their family needs during that time. So I work there full time and then I get to work at Golden Girl on the weekends. So yeah. it's a pretty cool combination. That's great. Well, thank yeah. you so much for the work that you're doing. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. I think I might be a bad person now after hearing you say that. No, you're good people. I being a bad person, we have a, we have a couple more segments. Oh, yeah. <laughs> more stupid podcasts. <laughs> and uh, let's, let's do one right now. Smooth transition. Listen up. This week's a very special segment of the call out. Last week's episode of Spring Food Mo was great. Fantastic even. Maybe one of the best ones we've ever done. Verena was an absolute delight. Supreme Bakery was spectacular. Then, during the recurring Food Mail's Food Mail, Andrew Joseph Carr <laughs> asked what our favorite Christmas songs were <laughs> under the guise of a fabricated fan, Richard. I, having heard the question just before recording, mustered up a few Christmas with a capital C classics also with a capital C. <laughs> the Little Drummer Boy and the one that goes Gloria in Excelsis Day. <laughs> Two bold and excellent choices right off the dome. And then, Andre Sebastian Carr over here, having come up with the question himself days, weeks, possibly months in advance. Minutes. <laughs> answered with three winter, not Christmas songs. Our guests here in studio today have not heard the episode yet or else they would be screaming and pounding on the table with me. <laughs> and along with those songs came three needle drops added in post <laughs> by Mr. Carr himself. And along with the three needle drops, three heartfelt stories about what said songs meant to him. Well, guess what, Andy? I like cool music too. And my stories are twice, maybe three times as heartfelt. Which brings me to the newest segment of Spring Food Mo. Three drops outside outside. <laughs> three drops outside Spring Food, Missouri. By all means, introduce this 50 minutes into the episode. The segment in which I claim the three drops owed to me. Let's get into it. <laughs> Welcome to Three Drops Outside Spring Food, Missouri with Dan Howell. This is Dan Howell. This week's drops come to us by way of a call-out segment, Ambush, on Andy Carr. Uh, first up, we have Leave On by Elton John. Um, not explicitly a Christmas song, but Christmas adjacent, um, with Leave On having been born on a Christmas day. This is one of my absolute favorite Elton John songs. 
named after one of my absolute favorite musicians, Lee Von Helm. He's pausing, so this is where I put the drop, I guess. <laughs> yeah, Andy has to okay. it He could just throw a Yankee sax <laughs> is this in. Your Christmas present to me? <laughs> yes. More work? Yeah. <laughs> well, I want my drops, Andy, and I get my drops. Oh, 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 sure. I'll take back your real gift. <laughs> he was born upon the two upon on a Christmas day when the New York Times said God is dead and the war's begun. Oh, I've been tossing a hair on the sun today. Next up, uh, we have a song by the hip-hop duo Run the Jewels, uh, the final track oh. off of their first album, A Christmas Miracle. Uh, Extra editing. Okay. <laughs> I didn't say the full title of the song as to preserve our G rating. Um, there is another word in there, a Christmas blank miracle. I'll let you guess what it is. This song. Big. <laughs> the word's big. A Christmas big miracle. <laughs> um. This song, uh, while not explicitly really Christmas-themed, uh, has Christmas in the title and starts with bells. All right, next one. <laughs> um, it, but I actually do have a heartfelt story around it. Um, Run the Jewels is very important to me and my best friend, Josh, who listens to the show and runs a pizza shop up in Minneapolis, Minnesota, Parkway Pizza up so there. he runs the jewels. Yes, he absolutely does. Um just uh, this song in general reminds me of great times spent with him. Uh, we saw Run the Jewels about 20 days after this album came out, um, and it was uh, span- spectacular. Uh, it was great. The beat breaks and your teeth break. Keep your canines embedded in my knuckles as a keepsake. It was seeing your veneers, just mere souvenirs falling out your mouth and onto the landscape. Me and LP do the secret handshake. And uh, next up. Um, we have possibly the most heartfelt choice. This is a remix of a song by Vampire Weekend off of their last album uh, called My Girl, or maybe just Girl. I don't actually know. But the remix features Danny Brown, Despot, and Heems. Uh, it came out in late 2013. I'm not a big Vampire Weekend fan, but I am a big Danny Brown fan, and the song revolves around the three MCs kind of rapping about their girls and girls of yore and uh, women in their lives <laughs> that they love. Back, back, way back, I used to front like I was on one. Cut and settle down, cut and find a girl to hold down. Used to get my roll out, hit the spot to stroll out. Now I find one where the hand I like to hold down. And uh, it came out in the wintertime, is a very wintry song, and came out right before I met my very lovely girlfriend, and always reminds me of first meeting her, and the uh, snowy weather, and the feelings surrounding my love for her, who I've been with for five years now. Um, Dedication. That was three drops outside Spring Food, Missouri. (laughs) Andy, you've been called out! (laughs) You got called out! I am so sorry. I definitely deserve to be called out. Uh, and I'm glad you got your drops, though. They're all getting cut. <laughs> and I don't know if you cut this yet, but you also let last week's episode ride out to a song. 
So this week, Long December by the Counting Crows. Throw it on there. (laughs) I have no specific connection to it, but I want it at the end. (laughs) You know, we're limited to an hour and ten minutes, right? Yeah, this one's going pretty long. (laughs) We're not really. It's okay. Hey, do you hear that? Of course you hear that. You're in this room with me. There's a knock at the door. Dan, could you go get that? A rap tap tapping. Dan, could you go get that? Yeah, yeah, one second. Hey, what's up, guys? As I, uh, <laughs> hey, uh, I'm here to do the uh, culinary abertuary. Who, who are you? Where's uh, Dan? Uh, Dan, he just kind of snuck out the back. He kind of looked pissed, mumbled something about uh, <laughs> not wanting to hang out with Andy for not giving him his drops. <laughs> oh. Uh, but I'm here for the culinary obituary. <laughs> we put out no call for culinary obituary. Oh, yeah, for sure. For uh, trolleys. Yeah, it used to be where uh, oh. uh, with the civil kitchen is trolleys. <laughs> yeah, we're, I'm familiar with trolleys. Never went there, but okay. <laughs> anyway, I'm Chad Chad Shaw, uh, <laughs> amateur masseuse, anesthesiologist, and uh, bail bondsman. Um, and I've actually got a couple things to say about trolleys. <laughs> okay, I guess I guess this is the time and place for that. Chad? Seems that way. Are you, is it doctor? Is it Dr. Chad? Uh, no, I'm an amateur in all fields. Okay. Uh, amateur at most, master of none. You know what I'm saying? Aziz? Sure. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Still a big fan, huh? <laughs> When you're famous? Love the guy. He's great. <laughs> Never did anything wrong? <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway, Trolleys was owned and operated by my best bud, <laughs> my biggest boy, Aaron Berge. So you guys grow up together? Are you guys saying you don't know who Aaron Berge is? Yes. Oh. oh, I'm familiar. Please. I expected much more of a response whenever I said Bergie. I usually yeah. bring up Bergie and like people kind of freak like whenever they find out I was friends with him. Uh, yes, he was on season two of The Bachelor in 2002. No big deal. So did you like help him open the business or something, Chad? Oh, heck yeah. So uh, my boy Berg, Bergie, he was on The Bachelor and um, kind of as each week would go by, Different women would be let go from the competition, and I had my own competition in which I would take them out on dates and see if I could find true love um, <laughs> with Tina, who was let go week one, or Beth, the uh, doctor from Austin, Texas, who left week two of her own volition. Um, in the end, I did not end up finding love. However, I did curate a killer menu based on different apps and uh entrees that i had oh. on these mini dates okay i kind of thought that trolley was disconnected from the bachelor i didn't realize no not even a little bit um <laughs> in fact not even could... <laughs> a little bit disconnected <laughs> it could not have any more connection <laughs> to the bachelor truly <laughs> there were, i remember there being chicken fingers tell me about those chicken fingers any inspiration there? so those chicken fingers those were inspired from the week three date where me and christina went out and got some chicken tenders at this little place down by the beach and i was like man whenever i get back home to Springfield Mo, i have got to open a restaurant with some chicken fingers okay so let's just follow the logic here you ate chicken fingers and thought this would be good on a menu of a restaurant. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Any more questions? <laughs> <laughs> it seems like there would probably would have to be a burger 
available. Oh yeah, for sure. Thanks for asking, Rogan. So round week five, whenever Nicole, the uh, high school teacher from Portland, Oregon, was let go during the rose ceremony, we had a very lovely candlelit dinner um, where we both enjoyed uh, hamburgers and cheeseburgers. Uh, And I just knew that whenever I got back to Spring Food Mo, I just had to open a restaurant that had cheeseburgers on the menu, you know? (laughs) Uh, Was it called the... Cheeseburgy, <laughs> Aaron Cheeseburgy. Yeah, yeah. I tried to uh, pitch that to Aaron, okay. and he was he was not so. feeling it at first. Uh, but let's just say, in the kitchen, a burgy wasn't getting made unless somebody called out one burgy. That was a rule of mine. <laughs> what can you tell us about the name Charlie's? Oh. Uh, so that's a trolley inspired question. Listen, whenever we were out there on the road, on the bachelor doing different challenges, um, there are challenges in the bachelor, right? Uh, you tell us Jen. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. So we're different. Finding doing love is a challenge. Different like challenges for immunity. Um, <laughs> From diseases. Yes. Yes. God. <laughs> Anyway, and we went to this really nice restaurant where they had like really cool appetizers and it was called Trolleys. And honestly, I just took the name from that restaurant. <laughs> um, well. All right. So this has been a great culinary obituary. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Cool. What do you, what's in your future, Chad? Just hanging around? Probably not coming back on this show, to be honest, guys. Like, I mean, it seemed like it was going to be pretty cool, but you guys are very stiff. <laughs> <laughs> um uh, chad thank you for stopping by i I hope you don't mind we still have a show to finish could you could you show yourself out yeah chatty (laughs) 5000 what chatty (laughs) 5000 okay (laughs) oh dan's back dan you missed something what's up with that guy all right uh we probably need to wrap this (laughs) carnage up Jen Rogan, thank you for stopping <laughs> yeah, by. Yes. We have plans for you guys to come by and do a full review in the future. The scheduling didn't exactly work out this time. so I can't wait. Yes. Yeah, we're not going to spoil it, but we've got a really cool place picked out for you guys sometime mm. in the spring. Heck yeah. yeah spring well, we love to review food. Yeah, That's all we do. We just sit, Favorite you know, pastime. Just look at each other and talk about talk how, about food. Yeah. how much we like it or don't. Yeah, You know what? <laughs> we have lots show. of opinions. <laughs> we know a thing or two about that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we are no longer announcing restaurants we're going to do in the future. That's right. But we're not doing a restaurant next week, so (laughs) we're going to have a special listener questions segment since it comes out on Christmas Eve, and we don't think anybody's going to listen, so we're not going to burn off a review that day. Instead, we're just going to be incredibly self-indulgent and just uh, talk, you know, like almost every other podcast, so... (laughs) Anyway, thank you, everybody. <laughs> right, so write us in some questions for next week is what Andy is saying. Yeah. Uh, through all the various venues. Well, like that, what, what types of questions? Uh, anything. I guess about the show, about us, about food. About Andy's personal life. It doesn't life. matter because this okay. is going to be coming out after we record it. <laughs> oh, yeah. So yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and send us some questions. We'll get to it next Christmas. <laughs> all right. Have a good week, everybody. Bye. A long December and there's reason to believe maybe this year will be better.
last I can't remember The last thing that she said is